0: Good evening. So this talk actually started with one of uh, these uh, quizzes. I mean, this country is known for the quizzes, Friday night. Uh, But we did this when we were young, and we still do it, sitting in front of the wireless, and you listen to music, and then you start thinking, I don't know the piece, but couldn't that be and then you say either Dvořák or Elgar or whatever, and uh, then you waited for the announcer saying this was the Fifth Symphony by Zebelius or something like this. But uh, this is actually the moment when I started thinking, what makes us do this? I mean, what makes us recognize style or language? It's a bit like in in art, in visual arts, you stand in front of a Picasso and actually you very quickly know this is actually Picasso. Or you know this is a Monet or this is a Francis Bacon. And of course it gets much easier in the 20th century than, than much earlier. But in music, it's very fascinating because it's in the air. I mean, it just goes away. And what can we grasp? And is there something we can nail down? And that's when I started asking myself, uh, how do we recognize why does Schubert sound like Schubert? And um, also you could even say, when does Schubert sound like Schubert? Because there are many moments when Schubert does not sound like Schubert. (laughs) (laughs) And even the most knowledgeable person will not recognize him because he has not yet arrived where he speaks his language, or maybe he lost his language somewhere. And uh, Schubert is is fascinating because I think we all are very touched by this person and this this artist. Uh, He is very close to us and that's also why I thought maybe I can just grasp a little bit of the secret, why he is so special. And um, when I was uh, trying to find... uh, uh, material. You know, it's not about knowing, of course it's not about knowing. Of course when we hear the, the quintet or uh, the Trout quintet, we know this is Schubert, but that's not what it is about. So I talk today to people, who there will be many people who know a lot about music, and but there will also be some people who have not been to many concerts and don't like this kind of uh, uh, professor language you know uh, that uh, 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 pretends to know a lot and actually doesn't say anything. So I want to nail down simple facts and w- when I was doing this kind of research or preparation uh, one thing came more and more strongly up and I focused more and more on it that is what we call in music harmony and I think in the harmonies in harmony lies one of the secrets of Schubert's art and now I will start very simply because harmony is already a word that can mean many things but in music it means something very uh, specific. And to show you uh, how we arrive at that uh, word, let me just play something very, very simple. So I can go on here like this forever, but you will not hear a harmony. Let me try, you hear a line, this is a line with one note, only one note, followed by another one note. Now let's try this. Now we have two notes, I mean the music calls this interval. But we still don't quite have what harmony says. So for harmony, we simply need a third note. So we have one, and we have the second, and then we have a third one. And I think, I mean, maybe you feel the same. It's, it's a quantum jump from one, two, it's fine, I mean, okay, you have two lines, but to arrive here, this is something completely different. So, all of a sudden, these notes and these lines where you can't follow it, it, produce something which is not you will not hear the single notes anymore. I think we feel it almost here, you know, we feel... And this is really the material uh, where all our great music in the West has been made of. and also to show you what happens to n- these one single notes when you use harmonies or different harmonies, like if you take a note like this one. Always the same note I'm playing Either it's... or... 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 feel this not just wants to do something else now maybe so i think to introduce this is quite useful because we will the whole evening kind of listen to what are these harmonies doing and do we maybe find a some things which Schubert uses more than others, or even uh, things he almost exclusively uses. And um, to show you when I ask this question, when does uh, uh, Schubert sound like Schubert, let's start with the young Schubert. I mean, young, in in schuberts he was always young. Even when he died, he was young. Um, uh, There he is 20. So there are two sonatas, his first we are in piano sonata uh, uh, world, and his first completed sonatas. He tried a lot, he wrote lots of fragments. So his two first uh, finished sonatas are here, and uh, the, the first one I sh- shall play to you, uh, and they' both written in 1817. Schubert was 20. And let's just see how, they, how what they show and w- what what they sound like. So this is. I can't play the whole sonata. I mean, music takes a lot of time, as you know. Uh, that, that is the difference. If I would talk about art, I would show to the drawing or the painting, in one second, you would know what I was talking about. In ten more seconds, we could even say this is blue, this is red, this is white. But here, unfortunately, (laughs) music, to, to have a first glance on a piece of music, it takes exactly as long as the music piece takes. So that might be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then you still won't have a glance like on a painting. Then you have to hear it again, then you have to hear it again. So I will only play what we call the exposition, which is the first part of a first movement of a sonata to show you where Schubert is at this stage. And you can also for yourself uh, ask yourself the question, "Do I recognize this guy? Who could this be? Who, who is this composer?" I would repeat this first exhibition uh, exposition, and uh, but this is just uh, uh, this uh, 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 first impression, and uh, I would now uh, uh, honestly admit if I would hear this, I would actually not guess Schubert. I would probably give it a try and t- say, "hmm, maybe after Haydn or a little bit of Haydn, or maybe almost like Beethoven, but there's something... So maybe somebody unknown between 1800 and 1800. I don't know how you feel. Uh, It's a wonderful piece. I mean, it's beautiful music, and it's incredibly rich. So if I would want to describe it, the, for me, striking thing is the amount of ideas. Because you have a wonderful theme. All of a sudden, you have. And then, all of a sudden, you have something almost frivolous. You know, you don't know, but not even Rossini. Cheaper, cheaper than uh, Rossini. <laughs> uh, so, and even more ideas. So this is uh, uh, what I would say. The, the striking thing is, it is very beautifully made, incredibly gifted, but I can't, I just cannot nail it down to a character or, or something that, that is settled or is very difficult to, to, to say. Uh, let me immediately play uh, the, the uh, other first movement, uh, which is an A minor sonata, which is here the number one, but they were written pro- probably exactly at the same time, so you wouldn't know which was before the other one, also 1817. <laughs> So that's the same moment we start again, <coughs> we would start again and suddenly uh, not, frivolous, not frivolous anymore uh, and uh, the, for me the, the main difference is all of a sudden there are not so many ideas. I mean he writes <laughs> and some bars later he writes. happened i mean why all of a sudden why is he so so reduced in, in uh, and the the, the f- f- thing is he does much less but the whole thing is much more a, a together idea and even the, 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 the slightly different sounding things much richer than when he did all these uh, fanciful uh, ideas following one after the other, is what he uses, he changes the harmonies all the time. So the piece is in A minor. A bit later he plays it in C major. All of a sudden, an E flat major. But again, he repeats what he just said, he repeats again. But I think we want to hear it. <laughs> we, I don't think we say, hmm, he has not many ideas. I think, actually, we, we really actually expect him to say the same thing again. feel this, it's a completely different world. All of a sudden, in this moment which the sonata calls the development, which used to be fight and ideas and contrapunt and uh, uh, work on, on your ideas and develop them. He just does... I think this is the moment. Here is something happening which probably didn't happen before, although these harmonies exist. And this is what, there are words for it. This kind of feeling that something is suspended. So this tension wants to find, of course, but we are still suspended. And the next one is. And now I think he could go on forever now, don't you think so? Just getting softer and softer. In Deutsch, this would be Vorhalt, which is like the word for this suspension. In English, the word for this thing, it starts actually, it comes from an Italian word, appoggiatura, which is like the ending, when you end a piece, you end. So it's just this slightly higher and then falling down. And the French would call it rota, which means which plays with time. It it holds things back. It 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 slows things down. And uh, and uh, this suspension is a beautiful word in English because it really you are suspended and you wait until it goes down. But in the old times, it was just a ending fioratura by, by a singer or by, by a music, by a soloist, but here there is still, there's still no solution, now maybe. So did he invent this? No, of course he didn't invent it, because it existed before. I play you a piece uh, from a very famous colleague. There we are. Beethoven wouldn't be Beethoven if he wouldn't do this, you know. Don't get carried away, folks. Let's just not something like this. Schubert. So it's how they treat it is so incredibly different. But even Schubert has to go on. I mean, Schubert writes a sonata, so he cannot sit there forever. And so he, he, but he he will be surprised. He uses exactly that now to, to kind of pull himself together. Uh, at uh, that theme we, uh, we already know uh, uh, from this uh, sonata first movement. So you see he in what he really likes is actually sit and keep the thing moving but not, n- not somewhere there, no. Moving like this. Because But even this is just statement, statement, statement. Beethoven. go somewhere and he will take us with us and he knows where the, the end point is and uh, he might run with his head against it but he will do it. And Schubert puts things one after the other but I th- I don't think he very often uh, goes uh, and, and is focused towards an end. He is probably more Uh, what we know from Faust, uh, who who says, Verweile doch, du bist so schön. This is the saying uh, when he talks to the devil, Mephisto. uh, He's not allowed to say, stay. Stay this moment of beauty or say this very special moment. Stay, because the moment he says it, Mephisto will get him. And that's the end. So he will always thrive, even if in the most beautiful moment he want to treasure and maybe stay with it his life, he will not do it. Let's go on. And that's more Beethoven's way. And Schubert actually says, it's so beautiful. Let's just say you know. And then it's a very sweet secret here, there is this pianissimo already. So you start pianissimo and when it's repeated it is triple pianissimo and it's almost not possible to do it. And actually it can mean two things. It can mean softer, of course, soft, softer, soft. But it also means if things get softer, they get further away, they are more distant. They disappear somewhere in the, in the distance. So there you, you, I think here within eight bars, you have a, a, a center uh, of uh, Schubert's art. And to show you uh, how he, of course, now develops, I, I mean, uh, from what I tell you, it's very clear which path he will take. He will not take the path of the first sonata. The first sonata is past, that was what, what it was like. Now, Schubert is, is, awake, uh, 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 is awake, and he will write in this way. And he will use this material, or, or these miracles, you could even say. It's like listening to what exists in a new way. And uh, this kind of uh, Vorhalt, uh, uh, suspense, suspension, will follow us. I play you now two beautiful movements. In the inter- entire movements, and the first is almost a study on this feeling of. There's a slow movement, the second movement of the A major sonata, a small, a, beautiful A major sonata he wrote when he was a bit older. He wrote it in 19, so he was 22. And this is almost a study in this, this feeling of there is some harmony, but it, every time we hear it, there's something holding us back. <laughs> And then, then it falls down again. He even now succeeds in giving this weight or this gravity feeling without the suspension, without the forehalt when you hear this place here, for example. sweet, the real appoggiatura. There's one moment where the old appoggiatura comes uh, which is not so expressivo. I just play it for you. But it, it doesn't have at all So I think in physics you would probably say this gravity thing does actually the opposite of going somewhere. It, every time it makes you stop, or every time it makes you sit down, and the music does it, and the miracle is he still goes on. He, he, so, one is almost torn to pieces because, of course the music, there's a pulse, there's something going on, going somewhere, but every time, every bar, every second bar, it, he stops it, with this kind of, and it, it gets, of course, incredibly, full of, of what we think is meaning, or uh, uh, torn. Uh, 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 just this the big build-up, uh, uh, I should play it once again. slows down every beginning of every bar. And to, to show you another piece, this is the Young, one of his last pieces he wrote for the piano, uh, is a, again, a study in listening to harmonies, their tensions, and their kind of keeping us back and at the same time keeping us in a tension which of course will be solved after we hear this suspense uh, uh, chord then there is some relaxation and then comes the next one and listen carefully to this, there's a moment musical that is one of these last uh, lovely pieces, six pieces and the last one has a, f- a first part where also uh, almost every second harmony has this suspension feeling and this weighty feeling and The trio, the middle section, has absolutely no chord like this. It's like a hymn with only pure harmonies. So this is also good for you to hear what the difference between uh, pure harmonies and these suspended harmonies are. And then after this middle section, I, I play the first part again as it is asked for, repeated. And then you can also hear how after the very... Yeah, almost holy hymn of the middle section. It comes back to this more uh, touching us as a, as human beings. So that is the allegretto uh, of the of the the, the last uh, moment musical. Even more extreme would be the question what, what does he do with a, with a simple harmony? Because we have these harmonies now. Oder. Or. But what if you just take a harmony? Can he do something? to make it a Schubert harmony. And I tried, and actually his his best way of dealing with this problem is you just repeat the harmony. Sounds like Schubert, doesn't it? I think when you compare, and we have to go back to Beethoven also a little bit. He was the the enormous person in front of uh, a giant. And Schubert thought, how am I to compose anything? And you realize he is really, he found his way. He certainly didn't do what Beethoven did. Beethoven is, as I said, he goes into a direction. He also uses pulse. And energy in a completely different way. A, a wonderful example is that already his first sonata. It goes like this. <laughs> so energy-wise, you have <laughs> So you see, da 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 not only does he go into a direction, but he makes it shorter and shorter and gives this incredible energy feeling. And Schubert, I, I think one of his most radical moments I think he ever invented is this. This is like the complete opposite program. And now we are in the leader world, but I only play the, the, what he wrote uh, before this voice sings. And that is his youngest a moment of showing, here, I'm Franz Schubert. And that he was 17 only when he wrote this. Pretty amazing, isn't it? And now he changes. Finally, he changes. Let's listen. That's Gretchen at the spinning wheel. And of course, the spinning wheel as as a model and as a couldn't be better chosen by Schubert because that is his time and that is his time perception. Beethoven, Schubert. But I think we have this this round and of course a lead is ideal for Schubert because the lead consists of Strophen. And you can have five Strophen or ten Strophen or <laughs> 50, and it will always come back to what it was like. And I think this is also one of the reasons why he is this great leader composer, because he knows how to run this thing without False drama or something like this. I mean, another song is like this when I said, "You just repeat the, the harmony, then it's Schubert. Listen to that. I would immediately recognize, that's only Schubert who writes like this. Is that amazing? It's incredibly simple and primitive. It's, but only one composer writes like this. it can't go on forever like this. He will move. And I just play, let me play you this, it's a sweet song which also touches another question you should ask about Schubert. The title is Wohin? Where to? So we talk about places or going somewhere or coming back. Where are we? Where do we go? and it's a brook, of course, it's water running. And I'd play you the first, uh, the, the song without the famous melody, because you will see, see what harmonically happens. In the story is this typical situation of Schubert Lieder, a wanderer. Uh, I googled it today, the answer in English would be a hiker. Uh, <laughs> that's actually, actually not what it is. Uh, in German, der wanderer, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's a romantic notion. It's somebody who really does not know where he's going and he's aimlessly walking around and might even get lost or or even on purpose he might get lost and uh, later the wanderer will come back uh, in Wagner, uh, Wotan uh, so it's very interesting in the first dictionary of the German language of the Grimm brothers the word wanderer takes 25 pages with all the explanations uh, it it might mean. So this is a kind of a wanderer who walks along uh, a brook. And that is the first situation. So he knows where he is. This is a brook. And then the moment he says, I don't know where I am, I mean, it's almost too simple to uh, to find it interesting. But, I mean, Schubert uses harmonies in a spacious way. Uh, If the harmony is distant to the harmony you are hearing, and that's certainly very distant, and then So all of a sudden, these harmonies arrive, and the wanderer knows immediately, that's not my path. Here's something wrong. So he says, Ich weiß nicht, I don't know what happened to me and who gave me this advice. And then he's looking again, and all of a sudden, oh, he found back to his brook. So he's back at his brook. And then all of a sudden. Then he goes down, and then he follows in an unknown area of this brook. And so the whole lead is about this thing. And if you see, translate it into places, the harmony will, harmonies will tell you almost where you are and see if you are lost or not. Let me just play it with a famous melody. It's pretty difficult because I don't have three hands, but I try to make it. Is this my Oh, Brooke, tell me, is this really the right road? he's on the way back. This harmony tells you mm, we are not too far because Getting lost and finding back, I admit, when I play these great sonatas, the late Schubert sonatas. You start this immense first part, which is this uh, exposition, and then comes this moment where the repeat sign is. If you play the piano you know that. uh, And do you do the repeat in Schubert? Do you play the first thing again? That might last five minutes, six, seven minutes, and maybe you are a bit impatient, and then you just go on and play the, the middle section and the end. And I always play the repeat, and actually a bit uh, for the mo- for the first for the feeling of being home again, because uh, later I will play you f- to, to finish this talk uh, later part of, of a later sonata, and you start again, but you know, in playing it again, you know actually more, although we, of course we play it all the time, but I have this physical feeling. I start a sonata, like this G major sonata, and then I do the repeat, and then it's like seeing the, the place again. Or when you come to a, it's a famous from the Winterreise, The sign, you know, public footpath. And you come to the sign and do I take this one? Or, oh yeah, let's take the same one. So then you do the circle and you come back and then you say, "Mm, maybe now I take the other one. And then you're in the development. And sometimes I'm even playing it three times. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think it's, It is inherent in Schubert that the repetition is part of his deep feeling for time and where we are and where we go. And so, as you heard, it's it's strangely enough not boring uh, to hear all all the same. And this beautiful word from Schumann saying the heavenly length of Schubert is indeed true. I mean, it might have been thought of a criticism of Schumann's in disguise, so it's just a bit too long, heavenly length, but he actually leads us there. And uh, how he leads us, uh, let's just stay with a little bit of uh, poetry because these, these poems tell us things which, which uh, we might not realize otherwise. There is a, a poem The same is with these wanderer. I told you about all these uh, dictionary uh, entrances about the wanderer, but also if you find the leaders, Schubert wrote at least five or six wanderer songs, Der Wanderer an den Mond, Der Wanderer, uh, uh, another Wanderer by Schlegel, uh, and and so on and so on. And uh, I looked at a poem uh, called Der Wanderer an den Mond, which is actually not the greatest uh, poem, But it tells a little story, which I then try to play for you on the piano. And the story of this Wanderer and den Mond is, if I translate it into English, the Wanderer says, I'm here on earth and you, the moon, you are there in the sky. And we are both walking around. And I'm serious and a little bit depressed maybe. You are mild and clear and uh, what might be the difference between you and me? And he says, the wanderer says, I am wandering, wandering, wandering from country to country without home, uh, unknown up the mountains, down the mountains, into the forest, out and I'm never anywhere at home. And Then he addresses the moon again. You, on the contrary, you walk up and down and up and down from east to west. Uh, Here is a very funny thing because he says from the western cradle to the eastern uh, grave, which he might have gotten wrong, Mr. Seidel. Um, You walk from country to country and wherever you walk, you are actually at home, there in the sky or in heaven maybe. Uh, the heaven or sky, infinitely uh, stretched out, is your happy or your beloved homeland. Not security, homeland security. Uh, we don't have this, uh, these, uh, these words, Heimat. Do you have the word for Heimat? No. But Heimat, like the film, you, you have to. <laughs> Home. But homeland it doesn't say the same. And home is heim. So heimat is not home. My home is my castle, is mein heim. But heimat is just, but yeah. In in France, it doesn't even exist at all. They only have la patrie. So they immediately think of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So heaven or sky for you is your home. So, and he says, happy who, wherever he goes, stands on home ground, which is a bit of a contradiction. But Schubert taking this, I think, Schubert taking this poem seriously, he actually thinks this way. So how can you move around and still stay? Maybe it's too dangerous to really move around. Uh, And I then looked at a piece. I won't play you this song because the song is pretty poorly uh, translated by Schubert into music. But this last saying, happy who wherever he goes stays uh, on on home ground. I play you uh, a typical Schubert uh, 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 place from a sonata where I often felt oh we are really yeah go. where do we go where do we fly to? This is unbelievable, you are are up there, I think. Doesn't it feel like this? You are really, uh, yeah, let's go very far. And now listen to where his feet are. So I will play you just the lowest note, the bass, the bass line of this wonderful voyage. Sorry. didn't move very far, did he? (laughs) So it's really like, oh, yes, I'm dreaming of this fantastic trip I'm doing, but please stay where you are. Uh, And and, uh, the thing is, when he really moves the left hand, then it's almost like a catastrophe, like somebody pulling his uh, 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 legs. I played you and now I go on. This was 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 bars of traveling without leaving. now. So when he did this, in bass terms, after all this, and then he touched one of these other harmonies. And maybe just one word for the specialist amongst you, The, the fascinating thing about Schubert is he loves not the dominant. I mean, I show you also for the non-specialists, uh, almost all of the classic music is made out of this, these, these relations of harmonies. So it can also just be one dominant, and the dominant always wants to go to back. But to go to the dominant, you have to leave the bass. The subdominant has the same note. The real subdominant would go like this. But you can avoid the, the jump in staying on the A but playing, still playing the same harmony. So for Schubert this is an ideal thing. You don't have to leave. But the moment he has to do which is Beethoven's style, he, he won't do it. So if you look at Schubert just at home or something, look how incredibly uh, uh, concentrated, he is on using the subdominant more as an where we go, you know, and at the first escape. He just hates to go to the dominant or to treat it as it was treated by Mozart, uh, Haydn, Beethoven, and all these other colleagues. That's just a, a little technical term. I think we are very close to that. I play you now a late sonata. Um, and exactly what I said, to play the same amount of music, I played with the two first sonatas, E flat sonata, A minor. Now it's one of his most famous sonatas, it's in G major and it was composed in 1826 and that is his great, great, uh, times when he achieved uh, almost everything he, he could achieve. And it's the same procedure. It's only to the middle of the, uh, the first movement. And I might show you just, if I would do the repeat, how it sounds. So that's the G major. And you will, I mean, I have to show you just what the material of this man now is after uh, 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 we have uh, just shortly touched Beethoven uh, with his uh, 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 rhythmic way of getting denser. What I didn't touch, but it's also uh, uh, probably good to remember, Beethoven's ideas, I mean very famous. Is, is like a word, or it's lines, or it's motifs, they call it. So he will always compose like this uh, lines and, and put them together and work together. Schubert does, this is the idea of this sonata. <laughs> so it's, it's again, it's just a harmony. like vibrating, a vibrating harmony and then opening up and then falling into itself at the end. Now what does he know? That's how it would sound if I would choose the return. And uh, I think you heard all, lots of these things I talked about, also some explosions of leaving the known area. And let me just play this one beautiful middle section again, which is another example of, I think of Eichendorff's poem, und meine Seele spannte weit ihre Flügel aus und flog durch die stillen Lande als flöge sie nach Haus. So it's the soul that is, she, the soul flies through the the, the, the quiet, still uh, country uh, as if it was flying home. So I think this possibility and not reality was a feature in not om- only uh, romantic music but in a lot of romantic poetry. So listen to this, it's again flying as far as you can sing. And if I play the, where the feet are. But let's forget the feet. do something Schubert didn't do I look at my watch (laughs) (laughs) I think we did a lot a long walk (laughs) slightly longer than I intended (laughs) but Schubert makes you forget the time (laughs) so I thank you very much